Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And before I get started, I want to wish you, as well as your family, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, we're about a few hours away from Christmas Day, and New Orleans Saints have a big Week 16 matchup versus, well, a bit of rival, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's no surprise to any Saints fans out there. The Minnesota Vikings have been a thorn in the side of the New Orleans Saints, and they have been spoilers uh, to the New Orleans Saints over the past couple of years. And now the New Orleans Saints, for the first time, have the Minnesota Vikings at home. I mean, every time it seems like the New Orleans Saints play the Minnesota Vikings, it's always seen to be playing in their uh, stadium, even though the wild card game was in the Superdome. Minnesota Vikings, they're a really good football team. Man, I know their record doesn't indicate that they are a good football team, but they're extremely talented and they're they're constructed uh, <laughs> to to beat teams like the New Orleans Saints, and they have man. And you know, Mike Zimmer, who is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, he's friends with Sean Payton. They served on the Dallas Cowboy coaching staff. Sean Payton was the offensive coordinator. Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, and they served under Bill Parcells. And there's this, you know, this competitive uh, friendship that they have, man. And Mike Zimmer uh, seems to have Sean Payton's number. And, you know, the New Orleans Saints in this game, they they got to get it done. You know, week 16, uh, you know, as we get closer to the playoffs, uh, they still haven't sealed up the NFC South just yet. They need to win this game in order for them to win the you know the new orleans saints got to go ahead and get it done they can't be lollygagging and pussyfooting around and just you know trying to win the nfc south in week 17 over a powerful carolina panthers team because you know they're going to try everything they can because they don't want to be the team you know that made the saints run the gauntlet you know the saints have swept the bucks the saints have swept the falcons and now it looks like the Saints are on a collision course to possibly sweep the Carolina Panthers, and you know they won't be trying to have any of that. But this Minnesota Vikings game, I mean, this does uh, tend to uh, pose a threat to the New Orleans Saints, especially uh, quarterback Kirk Cousins, man. Kirk Cousins, uh, you can say what you want to say about him, but he is really good when it comes to the play action. And I'm mentioning play action because of Dalvin Cook. Uh, the last time the Saints played Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook had his way. Um, in the first half, Dalvin Cook almost had 100 yards. The Saints kind of neutralized him uh, in the second half. But Dalvin Cook has been on another level. I know a lot of people haven't been talking about Dalvin Cook because of the Vikings record, but he has arguably been one of the best running backs in football, and this guy can't get his yard. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run in between the tackles, and you never know when he's going to spring and run for a big long game. So the Saints, number one, are going to have to neutralize Dalvin Cook. And when you neutralize Dalvin Cook, it sets up, you know what I'm saying, the play action if you don't, right? So if the Saints shut him down, then you, you cut off the play action. So the Saints have to cut off that play action, man, so they got to neutralize Dalvin Cook. Uh, another thing they're going to have to do, man, look, Adam Thielen uh, has dominated uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, we just got to call a spade a spade. Adam Thielen has had Marshawn Lattimore's number. Marshawn Lattimore has to go out there and has to go up against Adam Thielen. 
he got to go out there and put on his best performance, man, because, you know, Adam Thielen always seems to be open, man. He's a crisp route runner. He has really good hands. And he's one of those guys, man, that can win those 50-50 balls, despite the fact that he's not the most physically imposing uh, wide receiver that you have out here in the National Football League. And, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, as good as he's been over the past couple of years, he, he tends to struggle with much smaller guys. He does really well with those guys that are about 6'4", 6'5". He's able to kind of, you know, push them, kind of, you know what I'm saying, like fight with them. But when it comes to those small, shifty receivers, it's kind of hard for him to try to get that matchup, you know, because it seems like those wide receivers always get the best of them. But he's get he definitely got to make sure that he's out there, man, you know, doing his best to try to shut down and neutralize Adam Thielen. Uh, another person, you know, which – a lot of people are familiar with, especially if you are a fan of LSU, it's Justin Jefferson, man. Arguably the offensive player of the year depends on if you like Justin Herbert or not. But Justin Jefferson has uh, been a godsend to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they got rid of Stephon Diggs. They allowed him to go, and he went to the Buffalo Bills, and he's having an incredible season in his own right. But Justin Jefferson is making Minnesota Viking fans not miss Stephon Diggs. This guy is a Chris Rob running. He has really good hands, and he's very confident in himself. So this is going to pose a threat to Janora Jenkins, which I feel like Janoris can win this matchup because Janoris Jenkins kind of does better in certain things that Marshawn Lattimore does not. The only thing that concerns me about uh, Janoris Jenkins is the double move, okay? The double move kind of gets to him, but nevertheless, I think that he can do a really good job at trying to neutralize Justin Jefferson. Uh, what the Saints got to do offensively, the Saints cannot be throwing the ball all over the field, all right? Uh the Minnesota Vikings can get pressure. They don't have to send a whole bunch of blitzes. They can get home with their front foot. And Drew Brees uh, has not have had. Drew Brees hasn't had success against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think in the game, uh, in a wild card game, he only had 208 yards passing. And I think maybe back in 2018, when they played him in a regular season, he had 120 yards passing. The Saints are going to have to run the football if they want to win against the Minnesota Vikings. This is a game that the offensive line is going to have to step up. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The offensive line has taken a back seat. I don't know what's been going on, but it seems to me like these guys have not been as physical as you expect an offensive line to be. The Saints have got to run the football against the Minnesota Vikings if they have a chance to win this game. Another thing that I feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to have to do, the Saints are going to have to utilize the skills of Taysom Hill. Uh, in a wild card game last season, Taysom Hill was able to be that Swiss Army knife, and he was the X factor in the game. So I feel like using Taysom Hill in a passing game, using Taysom Hill, lining them up and doing all kinds of different things with Taysom, I feel like that would be an advantage to the Saints. Now, understand that Jameis Winston, uh, is on still on a COVID list, but you still have Trevor Simeon who you signed. So I feel like the New Orleans Saints need to dress Trevor Simeon and allow uh, Taysom Hill to go out there and, and play his Swiss Army knife role. Look, you can't be around here playing around. Once again, this game, you got to have all hands on deck. Everybody that you can possibly have, depending the fact that they're hurt, you got to have out there in order for you to win this game. You cannot leave anything on the field. You cannot stop at nothing 
you have to beat the Minnesota Vikings. You have to go ahead and seal this division. And like I said, using Taysom Hill, I feel like that will be a plus. Another person I feel like needs to step up are the tight ends, okay? We got Kendricks, who's not playing in this game, who is a really good tight end. I mean, a really good linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. The Saints can utilize their tight ends, rather it's Troutman or rather it's Jared Cook. Me, personally, I feel like it needs to be Troutman. I don't know what's going on with Jared Cook. I don't know what's going on with him personally, but he has not been the same. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I said I had my I had my theory about him. I feel like he has some issues dealing with concussions. I think maybe he's having like something you know, going on in his mind. You know what I'm saying? The back of his mind. Maybe he's afraid to go across the middle. It's like he has to psych himself out in order for him to catch a pass. You got to put Adam Troutman out there, man. If he's not doing what he needs to do, I'm talking Jerry Cook. But the tight ends can win this matchup against the linebackers. So. Uh, and then not to mention, you have Marquez Callaway coming back at the wide receiver position. I like what he he does, man. He's a guy that can, that can find the soft spots in the zone. Now, I, I think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to play man coverage, okay? They're going to play man coverage because they watched the tape of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they seen that the Kansas City Chiefs had success against the Saints wide receivers. You have a lot of guys that were on a practice squad, a lot of guys that were undrafted free agents. So, I think they're going to try to mimic or mirror what the Kansas City Chiefs did. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of zone. But Marquez Callaway, he's a really smart wide receiver. He can find those soft spots. He can he can get open. And I think Drew Brees trusts him. And they definitely need Marquez. I'm glad he's coming back because Traquan Smith has been put on IR. And Emmanuel Sanders, to me, who is a really good number two, I don't think that he is a guy that – that can win those double team matchups. I mean, he can win his one-on-ones, but when you're a double, double team in a 175 pound wide receiver, nine times out of 10, he's not going to find a way to get open. Okay. Maybe if they try to take the top off the defense, you get behind a quarterback, he can catch the pass. But as far as him, uh, you know, winning double coverage, I, I just don't see that happening, man. Marquez Callaway, I feel like he's going to do some things in this game. Also, you got to utilize Alvin Kamara. You got to utilize his strengths. This is one of those games where you got to get the screen game going. The screen game for the New Orleans Saints have have not has not been there for weeks, man. Dealing with Taysom Hill, he's not really good at running the screens. Uh, you know, what I'm saying Drew Brees. Hopefully, him and Alvin Kamara can be on the same page, and hopefully, the New Orleans Saints can go ahead out there and try to get the screen game back on deck. But I'm looking at the offensive line. They have got to step up in this game. They got to allow the running backs to find holes. They got to open up holes for the running backs in order for them to try to get the ball down the field. They got to average at least five yards a carry. And like I said, you have to be able to neutralize Dalvin Cook. That is the key to victory for the New Orleans Saints in this game. And using Taysom Hill to his strengths because I think that looking at the Minnesota Vikings and how they are defensively, they, they are not prepared for a guy who, who can run and move around in the pocket. They're more fo- – this is this plays to the strengths of the Minnesota Vikings, the type of quarterback that Drew Brees is, a guy that stands in the pocket that's not going to run, that's going to try to look uh, for open receivers. This is one of those games where the Vikings can have a field day. So me personally, I think the Saints are going to have to use Taysom Hill in this game. So dress Trevor Simeon and, and use Taysom Hill the way that you normally use him when Drew Brees is your quarterback. I don't want to see Drew Brees throwing the football all over the place. 
I need the defense to start fast. If the if the Vikings get the ball first, the, the defense needs to get a three and out, and the offense needs to put up their best 15 scripted plays to start this game. Rather is for them to drive down the field to get a Will Lutz field goal or for them to drive down the field to get seven points. The New Orleans Saints cannot play from behind in this game because you'll be playing to the strengths of the Minnesota Vikings. Because if the Vikings get seven points, you mess around, get on the field, get a three and out, and they get the ball back, then they're going to try to run the football. They're going to try to wear down the defense. This is one of those games where the Saints have to start fast, rather just the defense or the offense. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to seeing if the Saints can actually start fast because they have a tendency of starting slow and, you know what I'm saying, playing behind the eight ball. Let's see if they can come through with the energy. Let's see if they can come through uh, with the passion in order for them to try to jump ahead of the Minnesota Vikings and don't give the Minnesota Vikings hope in this game. They need to get pressure. I don't want to see them trying to blitz Kirk Cousins. I would like to see them try to get pressure the same way that they did with Patrick Mahomes. The thing about the New Orleans Saints is you don't have to blitz. They don't have to blitz. They can actually get home with their front four. So hopefully they can get home with their front four and get to Kirk Cousins where you can actually have them kind of rattled. And if you do that, then I feel like it's going to be a tough game because you can mess up the timing of Kirk Cousins and he can find himself throwing the ball, you know what I'm saying, out of bounds, overthrowing some of his receivers because he gets a little rattled and his receivers get frustrated. And that's exactly what you want because if those receivers get frustrated, it's going to cause Kirk Cousins to pant. All right, so hopefully the Saints can start off fast. That's what I'm looking for in this game. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, go to the chat here. Um, thank you all very much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, making it a part of your uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, we're going to start with Demetrius. Demetrius says the Vikings' best corner is banged up. Well, yeah, like I said, uh, at the injury report all we want to, uh, but that doesn't always tell a story, Demetrius. You know, sometimes, you know, even though guys uh, come off the bench, you know, these guys go out there and they put their best foot forward, man. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they were out there playing with some of their third third string offensive linemen, but they still were out there, you know, battling, you know. So uh, these guys are prideful guys, man. These guys are trying to make a living, take care of their family. So just because their best corner is down doesn't mean that those guys won't try to rise to the occasion. And we don't have our best receivers out there. So I think it's a pretty fair matchup. So, I mean, you're going up against practice squads, guys, practice squad guys. That's not even like, your first or your second string. You know what I'm saying? Those are guys that you don't even expect to play. These are guys that just basically mimic uh, what the other wide receivers of the team that you're going against is going to do that week. So I think that's a pretty fair game if their star cornerback is out. Uh, time for Adam Troutman. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I think Adam Troutman has, uh, you know, he has stepped up and he deserves more playing time. Now, I don't know what they see uh, from him on a consistent basis, on a uh, on a Monday through Friday, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what they see in him um, as far as why, you know, they're not having him on the field. But from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing him elevate every single week. Every single week he does something that's positive. Every single week you see him stepping up in situations. So hopefully he'll get more snaps because right now something is going on with Jared Cook psychologically, in my opinion. And I think that they need to try to use Adam Troutman because mo- most likely – uh, you're not going to bring back Jared Cook and you're going to elevate Adam Troutman to that role because you expect for him to be that pass catching tight end. I think that the Saints 
wanting him to step his game up when it comes to the blocking because when he was at Dayton, he was a pass-catching tight end, and he wasn't big on blocking. He blocked, but he wasn't a very strong blocker. And now the Saints seem to have him where they need to be. It seems like to me like they want him to be a much better version of Josh Hill. They expected Josh Hill to step up and elevate his game once Jimmy Graham left, but it never panned out. But but he always was a really good, solid blocker. You have a guy like Adam Troutman that can learn how to be a solid blocker. And on top of that, you can actually utilize some of his pass catching skills. So hopefully we can actually start to see him because I really feel like Adam Troutman is confident, man. I think that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers elevated his confidence. When he scored his first touchdown, now it seems like every time he puts the ball, you put the ball in his hands, um, he can turn one yard into about five and maybe, you know what I'm saying, a, a messed up play into maybe like a two or three yard game. So that's the type of confidence that you want in your young players. You know what I'm saying? You want that, them to have that type of confidence in themselves in order for them to go out there and perform and believe in themselves. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. So Jameis is back. I don't know if Jameis is back or not, but if he on a COVID list, I would expect for him uh, he has to be out for at least two weeks. I, I would, I would, I would think. I would think. Uh, Andy says, "Who that? I just want the Saints to close out this season already." And Cook seems like he needed uh, that talk with Breeze. Yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with that, um, but hopefully they got it together. I mean, I know it's just in the heat of the moment. I mean, guys, uh, you know, and adrenaline is high. You know what I'm saying? You got that that testosterone out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I believe that they got it together, man. I'm pretty sure that they they talked it out and um. They worked it out, which is a good thing. Callaway is active tomorrow. Can't wait. Yeah, you know, Marquez Callaway is a good wide receiver, and he's only going to get better. And I think the Saints uh, really trust him, man. And I think the Saints look at Marquez Callaway uh, as being that that receiver that they thought Traquan Smith would be. And Traquan Smith never really panned out to do that. I mean, Traquan is a really good blocker um, at the wide receiver position, but you're not really getting paid to block, man. I mean, yeah, you get paid to block, but for the most part, you get paid uh, 90% of the time to catch the football. So uh, I think that Marquez is in a, is going to end up uh, surpassing uh, Traquan Smith. Uh, Breeze feel comfortable with Callaway. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I think he, he likes him. He's a solid player. Uh, the Vikings' best corner is banged up. I already read that. Man, my eyes are itching. <laughs> Uh, time for Adam Troutman. Yeah, I agree. I already read that. Let me scroll down a little bit. Uh, yo, TJ, uh, how can we stop Cook? Uh, well, this is the thing, man. Like, we got to go back to the basics. Uh, we got to go back to the times where we were actually shutting down uh, running backs, you know, not allowing any 100-yard rushes. Look, the guy's going to get his carries. I mean, he's a, he's a tough guy, physical guy, but you got to match his physicality. This is one of those games where people like Demario Davis, uh, Marcus Davenport, Cam Jordan is going to have to step up, you know, and especially those guys in the A gap if he running across. The, I mean, running right up the middle. Okay, I mean, we need Sheldon Rankins to step up. We need David Amiamata to step up. We need these guys to go back and you know, what I'm saying, rise to the occasion. Right now, it just seems like there's some there's some holes right there. You know, what I'm saying there's some holes that. Uh, they need to feel, but these guys just need to get physical. I think they did a really good job last week. I mean, for all things considered, I think that those yards by the running backs were a tad bit uh, 
misconstrued. I mean, the way that the Saints were playing defensively, playing a lot of cover five, you had safeties like all the way back there, you know, saying to be able to uh, possibly, you know, uh, you know, stay in front of those fast, speedy receivers of the Kansas City Chiefs. So you basically have to count on your front four, you know what I'm saying, and, and your linebackers to try to stop the run. So if they end up getting out of that front, that, you know, if they end up getting past that first level, you know, most likely they'll probably get two or three extra yards. So they're probably going to average about five, six yards a carry because you don't have the safeties that are up there in run support. So I expect the Saints to do things a tad bit different. So I, I feel like they're going to try to neutralize Delvin Cook in this game because the offense of the Minnesota Vikings is definitely ran uh, by Delvin Cook. And if you shut down and neutralize Delvin Cook, uh, you should be able to have success. No, no doubt about it. Uh, VB Saint uh, lady, thank you very much for the $10. Say Merry Christmas, TJ, and the State of the Saints live stream and podcast watches. Go Saints. Uh, thank you very much for the $10. Happy uh holidays and merry christmas to you too thank you so much for your donation i really do appreciate it uh josh says merry christmas tj merry christmas to you josh uh you know god bless my friend uh dalton uh winston is active okay well that's good dalton thank you so much man i mean i I honestly i have not uh really been looking at the saints news today to be honest with you man just trying to get those last minute uh christmas things going man as a matter of fact uh uh, you know, I'm in a few minutes or immediately following uh, the podcast. I'm actually about to go bake some macaroni and cheese. You know, <laughs> like so. Uh, really been busy, man, trying to get get everything straight, man, for this Christmas holiday. So, uh, you know, I really haven't been following the Saints news. I mean, I kind of just kind of looked, a, you know, trying to breeze past it a tad bit. But you know, dealing with Paxton on today and stuff like that, man, watching television with him, watching Coco Melon and Lil Baby. So uh there you have it. I'll be ripping them. Thank you very much for the five dollars. Said I thought the fart protection was lacking against the Eagles. Do you agree? What can we do to uh step that up? Well, I'll be ripping them. Thank you very much for the five dollars, but um I don't know, man. We just got to get back to the basics. Uh, there's a there's a physicality issue going on with the offensive line right now. It seems like teams are uh, you know are being more physical than the offensive line, man. I mean, you look at uh, Teron Armstead, which I feel like you know it's understandable, man. I mean, this guy came back; he had COVID. You know, what I'm saying? like so, you know, like it, it it messes with your breathing. You know, like I'm pretty sure it took him some time in order for him to get back. You know, and, and he probably wasn't 100. percent uh, Ryan Ramchek, he's probably been the most steady thing on the line. Uh, Nick Easton has been dealing with concussions, and we all know about Andrews Pete, man. I mean, Andrews Pete, he is what he is, right? There's only one word to describe you, and I'm gonna spell it out for you. Exactly, soft, man. Absolutely soft, man. I mean, so. I mean, and then you have Cesar Ruiz, who is a, a rookie. Eric McCoy, he's he's done an okay job, man. I mean, he had a couple games where he, he didn't do so well. But for the most part, I mean, he's been doing a good job. They just got to get physical, man. They just got to get they just got to get physical, you know, and hopefully they can get the running game going on tomorrow. Uh, the wide receivers need to get separation. Jawan Johnson has 0.5 yards of separation, and the league average is two yards. These young guys need to step up. 
Well, you know, Jawan Johnson isn't a, a, a speedy guy, Dale Pickle. You know, he's not that guy that's going to take the top off the defense. Well, I, I will say this, man. You know, uh, there was a pass that was thrown to him. I must say, man, Drew Brees uh, did not uh, put the ball in front of him. You know what I'm saying? He kind of put the ball behind him. And I feel like that's something that, you know, maybe he probably could have caught. I don't know, man. But you you got to be able to win those 50-50 balls, especially when you're as big and as physical as he is, man. You, you got to win those 50-50 balls. But hopefully these wide receivers step up, man. I like what I see out of Lil Jordan Humphrey. It's it just something about that, man. Like when guys start catching the touchdowns, Anybody that played football know what I'm talking about. If you if you catch that first touchdown, man, it's like an addiction. You know what I'm saying? It's like you want to catch another touchdown. Like you want to go into the end zone again. You don't want that feeling to go away. And it's like you you stop at nothing. You know what I'm saying? You might fight for extra yards. You might try to break off, you know what I'm saying, a tackle just for you to try to get in there. So I think that first touchdown uh, from Lil Jordan Humphreys, I think that probably, you know, is probably going to help him out a lot, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I could be wrong, but usually that's the case. Armstead breathing. Thank you very much for the $2. Says COVID messed me up. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, like, you know, I, I wasn't expecting for him to just come back and just be a hundred percent. I mean, that wasn't realistic, you know? So, I mean, just him being out there is admirable, but I, you know, I mean, I would assume like he's probably going to get better as time goes on, but I think that kind of helped to Ryan Armstead because we all know around this time of year, he always seems to miss a game or two. So, you know, unfortunately he had COVID, but him missing those uh, two weeks actually helped him to kind of rest his body. So, you know, you was able to, you know, get well from COVID, but at the same time you weren't putting wear and tear on your body for the most part. Uh, Who that cooler talk says, we're going to have to protect Breeze and give him time to find these guys. Well, look, check this out, man. Like, I don't I don't want the Saints to go out there to try, you know what I'm saying, to throw the ball all over the place. If, if you think that the New Orleans Saints gonna win this football game by Drew Brees throwing the football, you sadly mistaken. I already said it, man. Uh Drew Brees, Drew Brees does a horrible job against the Minnesota Vikings. They they have his number, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you want to go back to that divisional round, I mean, you have to remember, man, in the first half, I mean, the Vikings were dominated. The Saints had to rally back at the end before that Minneapolis miracle. Drew Brees threw like, what, two interceptions in that game? So the Minnesota Vikings technically has Drew Brees' number. I feel like they're going to have to, like, get the ball out of Drew Brees' hands in order for them to win. Rather it be some quick, you know what I'm saying, some quick three-step drops or, you know what I'm saying, them running a the football or setting up the screens. They're going to have to do something in order for them to get the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. If you're expecting Drew Brees to stay in the pocket and stand strong, then you're wasting your time. Like, if you're looking at – I feel like this. If Drew Brees throw the ball 35, 36 times in this game, the Saints going to lose. That's just the way I feel. If they end up running a football, like, about 25 or 30 times, they're going to win this game. You're not going to win this game if Drew Brees is the, you know what I'm saying, like the, you know, the primary, you know what I'm saying, the primary source of offense. Not. It's not. Anybody like I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the Saints ain't going nowhere if you just relying on Drew Brees to go out there and throw the football all over the place. Like Drew Brees is really, really good. Okay. Drew Brees is about timing. Drew Brees can get the ball where it needs to be. But the days of Drew Brees carrying the Saints offense on his back are over. 
You know what I'm saying? The Saints need complimentary football in order for them to win anything. That's running a football, that's playing good defense, and possibly, you know what I'm saying, set, setting up some play-action passes where Drew Brees can get the ball down the field. Okay, so if you think that Drew Brees is going to go out here and offensive line going to block and he stands throwing the pocket and try to pick apart the Minnesota Vikings defense, you sadly mistaken. That's not how the Saints going to win this game. That's why I say you're going to need some Taysom Hill in this game. You're going to need some running game. You're, you're going to need uh, him on some – you're going to need Taysom on some RPOs. You're going to need Taysom possibly throwing the ball down the field. You're going to have to mix it up a little bit in order for you to beat the Minnesota Vikings because, they, you know, standing strong in the pocket, a, a statue-type quarterback, it, it basically – by you know what I'm saying? It basically is what the Minnesota Vikings want. The Saints are going to have to uh, find ways outside of Drew Brees in order for them to win this game. Go back. Uh, you ain't even got to believe me. Anybody else that's getting mad at me for saying this, go ahead and look at the stats. Go look at Drew Brees' stats over the last three times that he played the Minnesota Vikings. Go ahead and watch that, man. Go ahead and look at the stats and, and see what I'm talking about. Because some people might just think, oh, man, you up here, you just think that Drew Brees can't do it. I'm not saying that Drew Brees can't throw the football. I'm saying that the Minnesota Vikings know how to neutralize Drew Brees and Drew Brees is the type of quarterback that the Minnesota Vikings like going against, you know, because Drew Brees is a quarterback that a lot of defenses like going against because they don't have to worry about Drew Brees leaving the pocket. They don't have to worry about Drew Brees scrambling around. They don't have to worry about Drew Brees breaking off plays and wide receivers breaking off routes to come back to the football. They ain't got to worry about that. So, Minnesota Vikings like that kind of stuff, man. So if the Saints want to win, they're going to have to use something outside of Drew Brees. If Drew, if you throw the ball 30 plus times a game, you ain't beating the Minnesota Vikings. That that that's a fact. Uh yo, TJ, do you think the Vikings are going to line their DNs in the middle uh like they did in a playoff game last year? Uh, I doubt that, man. Teams tried to do that. Teams tried to do that at the beginning of the season and it didn't work. So uh, the Saints kind of fixed that issue. You know, I think it had a lot to do with the fact of uh, Andrews Pete, you know, uh, losing that weight and stuff like that. He's a little bit more faster. Uh, and then you have Cesar Ruiz, a young kid who who's a little bit more faster than, you know, Larry Warford was. So I think they kind of fixed that issue. Uh, it, it's not that big of a deal anymore. But the Saints are going to have to, like, get the ball out of Drew Brees' hands quickly. If you're asking Drew Brees to throw, it got to be a two- or three-step drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it got to be – something quick it got to be something quick like right out of his hands you know what i'm saying in order for them to you know get the hand get the ball in the hands of some of those wide receivers man so they can kind of push the ball down the field even if it's like long drives like 10 to 11 play drives it's fine you know but you got to get the ball out of his hands uh don't think the vikings not gonna bump yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure they are i mean Kansas city uh did the same thing and they found success so this is a copycat league. This is a copycat league. So you know that other teams are going uh, to uh, try to copy what the Kansas City receivers. Uh, let me see. Uh, a, a full team effort. Thank you very much for $2. Says y'all going to need me to win from now on. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Like you're going to have to play complimentary football in order for you to beat anybody. I mean, it's not even just the Minnesota Vikings. It's anybody. Like, we just have to face it, folks. Drew Brees is 41 years old. 
and, and he he's not he's not able to carry the Saints anymore. He he can't. He can't, man. Like the defense is going to have to step up. The running game is going to have to step up. The offensive line is going to have to step up. Uh, you're going to have to use Taysom, you know, in, in certain in certain packages and stuff like that. I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think it was a coincidence before Drew Brees got hurt that you see Taysom in a game. You see Taysom in a game versus the Chargers, right? In a, in a very crucial situation, uh, Sean Payton sent Taysom out there. So. Sean Payton is going to try to use different ways to try to help, you know what I'm saying, Drew Brees out. And, and one thing is with the running game, you know what I'm saying, like using Alvin Kamara, using Latavius Murray, the defense stepping up, being physical. That is what's going to win the Saints these games, you know, and hopefully they get, get to the Super Bowl. Like, And if it gets down to the wire or something like that and you need a play and you need to, you know, saying somebody to kind of facilitate your offense to get down the field for a touchdown or a field goal or put yourself in a position to win one of those close games. You have Drew Brees to do that. But for you to just go out there, just think that you're going to throw the ball, you know, what I'm saying from from sunup to sundown and think that Drew Brees is going to carry you, man, you're mistaken. That, that, those days are over. Those days are over who that nation. We just got to face it. Uh, I agree, TJ. We can't win with Breeze throwing that much. I'm just saying for our dink and dunk offense, these guys have to be ready to catch quick. Yeah, they can't be dropping passes, man. I think may like I think they may have like five drops last week. Like you, you cannot make mistakes versus some of these teams, man. A lot of the times while the Saints lose is because they make these mistakes. They don't take advantage. You know what I'm saying? And and you cannot make these type of mistakes going up against good teams. Good teams can hurt you, especially like the way the Saints play. Like if you have a, a dynamic quarterback that has a really big arm that can extend plays, throw the ball, you know what I'm saying, throw the ball down the field, you probably can put yourself in a position to give a little cushion, you know, like a maybe like a 10-point or 14-point lead on a on an opposing team. But the Saints don't have that, man. Most of the, because of how the Saints offense is construct and constructed. You rarely ever see the Saints blowing teams out. You don't see that. You don't see team. You don't see the Saints blowing teams out. It's always like a really close game, almost to the very, very end. The way the offense is constructed, you know what I'm saying? That's just the way that it is, man. So you cannot make mistakes when you're playing that type of football. You have to limit your mistakes. You have to limit your mistakes. You can't be fumbling a football. You can't be dropping passes. Uh, you can't be you know, uh, giving up on big plays. You can't let interceptions fall on the ground because that one or two plays that you didn't make could cost you the game. Like we've seen this with Alex Azzalone. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I'm ho- hopefully this guy's okay. Marcus Williams, we've seen it when he dropped the interception. Uh, we've we seen it when these, these passes were falling on the ground. You know, Traquan Smith, you know what I'm saying, dropped the pass. It could have been a possible first down. Like all of these different things, you know what I'm saying, could have, you know, put the Saints into the game. We seen it with the Green Bay Packers, right? The Saints forced the turnover, put the ball in Taysom Hill's hand. He fumbled. The Saints never seen a ball again and they end up losing to the Green Bay Packers. The Saints, the way they're constructed offensively, they have to no mistakes in order for them to win games. Because you don't have you don't have a quarterback with a you know what I'm saying with a strong arm or offense that can really just push the ball down the field. Like, you know, what I'm saying with explosiveness in order for you to counteract, you know, what somebody else is doing. So you have to play 
Uh, glad you said take advantage. The Saints should uh, take advantage of Kendricks being out and run the ball more this game. The Saints should be running the ball anyway, Marcus. You know, but the thing about it is, it's because you start so slow. It's because you start so slow, man. Like if, if the offense get the ball, it's a three and out. You putting the ball to the to the Vikings, and or you know, what I'm saying I'm just using them for example because they're playing them. You punt the ball to the Vikings. The Vikings drive down the field, get a get a field goal or a touchdown now you're playing behind the eight ball you know so and now you're playing catch up and if you end up like going down 10 now you have to push the ball you got to throw the football in order for you to try to get back into the game that is what i'm saying you have to start fast the saints have to start fast right this defensively or offensively you have to start fast you have to have your best 15 plays if the offense take the field. That is why I feel that if the Saints win the coin toss, they should take the ball. They shouldn't defer to the defense. They should dictate the pace in this game. Have your best 15 plays available, plays that you are confident in, that you know that you, that they're going to work, that are at least going to get you down the field in order for you to be in field goal range for a possible Will Lutz field goal or a touchdown. That way, if you're up seven nothing or three to nothing, it kind of settles the defense down. And if the defense just so happened to get a three and out, then you know what I'm saying, you would be able to get back on the field and possibly be able to take advantage of that. Okay. You got to start fast. The Saints have to start fast, rather defensively or offensively. You cannot play around, man. You cannot play around, joke around, because that is how. Your, your, your game plan gets all messed up. If the Saints go down 10, then the next thing you know, you got to throw the ball all over the place and you got to completely kind of scrap the running game until you at least get back into the game. And there's no guarantee that you will. I mean, if they get the ball, you go down 17 to 7 or 17 to 3. Now you got to throw yourself back into the game. And that is something that you do not want, right? You want to be able to run a football. You want to be able to run a football. You don't want to, to, to be behind an eight ball and not have an opportunity to get your running game going. And that's been going on with the Saints for the past couple weeks. Uh, Sports Channel, thank you very much. Said I sport, uh, fart during my podcast. Uh, thank you very much for the $2. <laughs> uh, is DJ Swearinger a good safety, your boy Jay? I, I think DJ Swearinger is a good safety. Uh, I, he... he he has little issues in coverage and stuff like that, but for the most part, he, he's a good safety, man. I mean, he has he has good hands, man. He finds himself around a football. If he if he's around, he's gonna catch the interception and he's a he's a physical player, you know. I think most of uh, most of the time, like he he will be playing like almost like a down linebacker or something like that, an extra linebacker on the field. But uh, you know, Marcus Williams isn't playing in this game, so DJ Swearinger uh, is up, him and PJ Williams. So they're going to have to step it up. Uh, he skips everyone's question and comments, Josh. Uh, whatever, man. Whatever, dude. I, I, I guess I'm skipping it now. Marcus, I'm skipping yours now. Marcus Williams is questionable right now, so we're going to see. I, I can't I, – come on, man. Like, if the if the screen is, is, is strolling down, like, really, really fast, like, why – Stop taking it so personal. Like, seriously. 
Like, seriously, man. Like, I, I can't stand when people do stuff like that. Like, everything ain't about you, though. Like, it's not like I just don't care about people's comments. If the comments are, are strolling down the screen, I'm not going to go all the way back up. You know what I'm saying? If they didn't already pass by. You know what I'm saying? That, that messes up the flow of the show. If I didn't talk about three or four different topics already. So why would I be, I have to stroll all the way back up to talk about the first topic that I talked about? So, you know, it is what it is. Whoever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I say, whoever it is, I, I can care less, man. If people, people know how I roll on this show. If you don't, then oh well. You know? uh, just kidding, TJ. That was actually me. Uh, well, like I said, man, I don't, I don't mess up. I don't try to intentionally miss anybody's comments. You know, you know, I don't intentionally try to miss anybody's comments. Like if I miss your comments, like I said, it's because like the way the screen is flowing. So sometimes like I will pass up a comment probably because that particular topic is, you know what I'm saying? Is, is not being discussed anymore. Or, you know what I'm saying, I, I it, it just probably just rolled past. But it's never, like, intentionally. Unless I just see somebody that's just being flagrant, disrespecting somebody on here, then I try to pass those up. They need to get out of their feelings. Uh, uh, how you feel about the Jenkins and Jefferson matchup? Uh, I like that one. I like that one better than I like the, the Lattimore-Thielen matchup. I can tell you that. I can tell you that right now. Uh IB is on three different Saints podcasts. I need him to call in one day. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely is, man. I always see him on different uh, shows and stuff like that. People always talk about him. Uh, he don't understand how fast the comments roll. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said, I I, I don't like that kind of stuff because it, it's almost like people just, like, man, I don't roll like that, man. I, I try to... I try to see what everybody is saying. I try to see what everybody's saying. I don't I don't do that type of stuff. So don't take it personal if I pass up your comments. Uh TJ, we need wrenches to time trolls out. Well, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I don't I, I I invite everybody to be on the show. It don't it don't bother me that you know, but when people say stuff like I don't care. I don't never read their stuff. Like, come on, man. Let's see. Uh, keep the show flowing, TJ. You good. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. Take a few questions. Get a few comments, man. See what you all have to say. Feel free to uh, chime in. I'm putting the link down in the comments. Feel free to... uh. You know, call in. Tell me what you think about this Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, tell me your predictions. But before I start taking calls, I'll just go ahead and tell you uh, what I feel like the score is going to be. I think this is going to be a close game. I think the Saints are going to win this game by a score of 27-23. Uh, I think the Saints are going to go ahead and uh, win this game. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Minnesota Vikings uh, lead this game, uh, you know, throughout. And the Saints end up, you know, coming back. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, it also wouldn't surprise me if the New Orleans Saints lead this game. But if I'm if I'm thinking about it, I think the Saints will be leading this game, and then you'll see the Minnesota Vikings kind of you might see a tie. You might see like a, a one point uh lead going into halftime by the Saints. Uh, but I got the Saints winning 27 to 23. 
Uh, we got the OG of the State of the Saints podcast, Jerry Port Jr. Jerry, what's going on, man? Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, DJ Jones, the host. Yes, sir. Of the State of the Saints podcast. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing, man? Merry Christmas to you. Uh, same to you, man. I'm doing great, man. And Merry Christmas to everybody that's in the chat. I love each and every one of y'all. Ain't nothing y'all can do about it. The OG loves y'all so freaking much. Merry <laughs> Christmas to you. Yeah, man. We love you too, man. We appreciate you calling in, man. Always coming through with the energy. Uh, so, so what do you think about the Minnesota Vikings game, man? What's your prediction um, in this Week 16 matchup? Well, TJ, everything you just said about the breakdowns on, on this game for uh, Christmas Day, mm. everything you touched on that we really need to do. Right. Everything you touched on we need to do. I'm talking about offensively, defensively, and special teams. Right. Especially, like I've been saying, we've been saying the whole time, run the football. Right. No more, no more of these screen passes that that'll work, and none of this other stuff. We need to make big plays to stop this Vikings deep, this Vikings team from trying to not uh, trying to beat us again. Because, like I said before, you never know what. The Minnesota Vikings got up their sleeve against us. That's why we got to come out right. on Christmas Day, TJ, and bring everything we got to right. beat them in order right. to beat them. Good point. Yeah, we definitely do, man. We got to pull out all the stops. And, look, you, you can't leave no stone left unturned. And I just feel like the New Orleans Saints, they got to they gotta start fast if they're going to win this football game, man. Because the Minnesota Vikings, like – the Minnesota Vikings are like the perfectly constructed team to beat the Saints. You know, the way the Saints uh, play offensively, the Minnesota Vikings are built uh, to try to neutralize the Saints, the offense like the Saints. So they got to they gotta start fast. They got to start fast. Absolutely. Like I said, Absolutely. I know teams like to defer during the coin toss, try to get their defense on the field, but I wouldn't do it in this game. I think the Saints need to start fast and dictate the pace in this game, Jerry. I think that's how you're going to win this football game. That's right. And I, and, and that's another thing right there, TJ. I, I, I don't understand it. And now now you, all, you already know we got our division uh, rivals. We already we got – Hey, Jerry, got, I, hey, I apologize, man. You, you're going out. Your signal going out. We can't hear you. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we having some technical difficulties with uh, the OG, man. Uh, you know, phone was a little bit uh, – muffled there we're gonna go to the truth hurts uh and then we'll try to go back to the ogc what he has to say the truth hurts what's going on man hey uh what's going on tj how you doing uh how you doing man happy holidays to you merry christmas uh thank you for calling in man make making me a part of your christmas eve man here on the state of saints podcast so uh what do you think about the game yeah uh listening to you uh i agree with everything you were saying uh we we do need to start Uh, can you hear me? Uh, I think my signal uh, went out with the truth hurt. So we're going to go to uh, Cardell. Cardell, how you doing, man? How you doing, TJ? Yeah, hey, I'm doing okay, man. So uh, how you doing, man? Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, man. First time calling, man, but I listen to the show all the time. I always watch you guys every day, man. As much as I can catch you, I'm a 
truck driver, so uh, I'm entertained while I'm driving uh, mm -hmm. at the show. Hey, man, I just wanted to say I, I'm up here in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm from New Orleans, born and raised. Okay. But, uh, but uh, I I need the Saints to shut these help me shut these boys up. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> but but I I do believe that uh, we're gonna come out victorious, bro. We're gonna win this game, uh, thirty-one to twenty. You understand? I think we can stop uh, Dalvin Cook. Once we stop Dalvin Cook, I think we can put pressure on Kirk Cousins, and I think uh, we could come out with a with a victory, man. But we I definitely I'm up here, man, and they they like to give it to me, bro. But I got one thing standing over. We beat them to go to the big game, and every time they beat us, they got kicked out of the playoff the next the next week. So hey, that's what it is. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I just want to see them get that victory, man. You know, I just want to. I, I don't. I can care less about all that stuff in the past, man, because it's irrelevant right now right. Um, from what, what what's in the head of the Saints, but. You know, I just want them to get this victory, man, so they can go ahead and seal up this division. Because if you seal up the division, you guarantee the home game and a wild card. And, you know, the way the NFC is constructed right now, you got that two seed. And to me, that's not a real bad spot to sit in. You know, it's, right. not, a, it's not a bad spot because if somebody was to go up to Lambeau Field, knock off the Green Bay Packers, you would have three home games. You know, you would have the wild card. You would have the divisional and the NFC championship in New Orleans. So it's not a bad spot to be in. I understand people want uh, the NFC championship game. I mean, the, the first round buy for Drew Brees, but Drew Brees been out for about four weeks. So, I mean, he didn't have four buys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no it's time to ball man, out. Listen, everybody keep talking about Green Bay, man. I'm not scared of Green Bay. Green Bay is not unbeatable. First of all, Kansas City is not even unbeatable. So when I was so I was I was more more excited for the Saints after this after this loss, believe it or not, uh, than than I was for some of the games that we won because I feel like we can beat any team. Now, if we if we can be uh, if we can be more efficient on the offense and just think about it, if we if we recover that 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 fumble in the end zone, we win. The, we we probably win the game anyway. So. Right. You know, right. I, I'm just encouraged by the team, man. I think we, we, you know, we have what it takes to to go all the way. And I'm not afraid of Green Bay. I'm not afraid to go to Green Bay, especially in a year where there's no fans in the stands. So, um, I think um, this is this is we have this is the best opportunity for us, man. But I got to say this: this is a must-win game, in, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to uh, leave it up to the last week to uh, win the division. And uh, and possibly leave it up to the referees or the NFL because you know and I know that they want Tom Brady to win this division bad. So you know what I mean. I, I just right. think the Saints ought to go ahead do what they got to do. I mean, I know we're limping into this game again. I don't know if Marcus Williams is gonna play or not. Nah, he not. He not playing. He not playing well, in this game. Yeah, if he's yeah. not playing, then that, that's a big loss in our defense. Believe it or not, you know right. I, I know a lot of people hate on Marcus Williams and. And think for some reason think he's trash, but um, uh, they they sadly mistaken. I think you're gonna see a bit of a drop off uh, uh, from the uh, deep safety position. So hopefully, right. uh, whoever starts in the, in that position to step up, you know. Hopefully, it's DJ Swearinger because I I I, I you know I'm not sure if uh, PJ you know can handle the position. I think PJ kind of slow. He can hit, but he's slow, man. Now, what you think? 
Well, I think that that's a perfect position for him because if a cornerback is slow, nine times out of ten, they move him to safety, especially if they're a good tackler like he is. So, um, right, but isn't um, Marcus Williams like a sideline to sideline, pretty fast type of um, uh, DB? Uh, no, he's a safety. Uh, he can just cover, right. yeah, 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 he can cover a lot of ground, man. I mean, but everybody, you're not gonna really find too many uh guys that can just cover as much ground as Marcus Williams and, and also have the type of hands he has. I mean, this guy can probably go up against uh, some of these wide receivers that the Saints have, you know, as far as his hands is, you know, because that was like one of the first times, like that ball, like you know what I'm saying, like Patrick Mahomes threw. That was like one of the first passes I ever seen him. Like if it was in his hands, he dropped. Like I, I rarely ever see him drop a pass. Like right. I've seen him like run across the field and jump in front of a receiver and catch an interception. Like so, um, yeah. But I mean, most safeties, you know, <laughs> they not gonna be able to catch the ball like him, and they're not gonna cover as much ground. They're not as fast. So, but I, I think that the New Orleans Saints, I think DJ Swearinger be, uh, do a good job in this game. I mean, I think he's a dumper. He's a physical guy. And um, I think he'll be able to like whoever plays the tight end position, which I think is Earl Smith Jr. If I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think that he'll be able to uh, go ahead and go up against him and do a really good job, man. Right. I heard someone. I'm gonna let you go after this, but I heard someone um, describe DJ Swearinger as "quote unquote" old and kind of kind of sort of washed up. I think I heard them say, you know, uh, as far as you know, what could possibly replace. Um, uh, uh, Marcus, if, if if he didn't play in the game, you know, so and they were saying that's the reason why the Saints would go with PJ Williams instead. Well, I disagree with that, man. If you go with PJ Williams, it has a lot to do with the chemistry that he has, man. Him un- understanding the defense a little bit better than DJ does. As far as DJ Swearinger being washed up, I don't believe that. I mean, he's like 29 years old, he had a lot of injuries throughout his career, man. but it's never been to an issue where teams have gotten rid of him because it's his production on the field. It always has something to do with him missing games, and a lot of people may consider him damaged goods. But nevertheless, I mean, everywhere he went, uh, he, he always did a good job. I mean, I've seen him play on several occasions against the Saints when he was with the Redskins, and he always made plays. So I think DJ Swearinger, I mean, if you want to say that he's not a starter, I mean, that's that's arguable, you know. But at the end of the day, for him not to, uh, for him to come in and fill in, um, I think that he'll do a good job, man. Right. Well, yeah. Thanks for taking my call, man. I love the sweatshirt, bro. That sweatshirt is dope, bro. Dope. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank, thank yeah, you so bro, much. I, man. I watched the show. I, I might not call in. I might. You might not ever see me, you know, chatting because I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, but I'm always watching, bro. I'm always watching. I'm talking to the, I'll be talking to the phone while I'm driving. <laughs> you know, but you know, man, it, it's a great show, man. I really appreciate you for ha- for doing for having this platform, yeah. bro. And um, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Oh uh, man, thank you so much, man, and thank you for uh, taking the time out, man. I understand you on, a, you know, you you at home right now, you know, because of the holidays. I mean, I appreciate you uh, calling in, man, and. Anytime you have time, man, you had a pilot or, you know what I'm saying, a TA or something like that, or love, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying, you can always call in, man. You know, we, we right Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah, you Got take you, care. Brother. Thanks for the game, man. Yeah, yeah Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Take it easy, Cardell. All, right. yeah, all right, man. Yeah. Man, man, shouts out to all my truck drivers out there, man, that's on the road. And it probably is my connection, man, you know, uh, for those that are trying to call in. It probably is my connection. 
uh, it, there's some rain out here in Myrtle Beach right now, and I, I just heard some thunder, so uh, that might be the reason. So I, uh, for all the people that's out here on hold right now, uh, I might not be some issues, man. So uh, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to take any more calls uh, tonight because I'm having like little issues and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, with the with the connection. So I do apologize for that, um, for those that are on hold. Uh, you know, we, we're going to do a, a pregame on tomorrow, uh, getting ready for the uh, Minnesota Vikings game. So uh, feel free to call in on tomorrow, man. I don't want to I don't want to disrespect anybody. I want to make sure everybody's voice is heard and I want to make sure they have the best connection possible. So uh, those that are waiting on hold right now, uh, I apologize. But not nine times out of ten, I don't say nine times out of ten, we won't be able to take any more phone calls tonight because of the connection. Cause I'm about to go ahead and wrap it up, man. So, um, is this the wrong time for me to come out as trans? Uh, thank you very much for the two dollars. I appreciate that. Um, well, live your life, man. Whatever you feel is within yourself. I mean, be true to yourself. You know, <laughs> like that's the best advice I can get to you. Uh, I'm gonna read a few more comments, then we're gonna get up out of here, folks. I gotta make this macaroni and cheese, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that's a troll, TJ. Uh, uh, if we don't beat the Vikings, it's time to hit the panic button. Um, yeah, it probably is. It, it probably is. I would say that. I would say that it is. Uh, that hoodie is fire, though, TJ. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. Uh, shouts out to my guy E12. Uh, coming through. You know, once again, you know what I'm saying, coming through with the heat right here. Uh, for those that don't know, you know what I'm saying, I know the light kind of bright, but that is me on the front of it. You know what I'm saying? It's my my logo for my other podcast called The Unapologetic Podcast. So, shouts out to my guy E12 coming through with this cool design for your boy. Shouts out to uh, Grind Market out there, man, my guy uh, who makes all my promos. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to him out there. Uh, check him out on uh, Twitter, at Grind Market. Y'all can tell him that TJ sent you. He makes all my logos and designs and stuff like that, man. And my boy E12 always come through uh, with the hoodies and the hats and all that kind of stuff, getting your boy fresh. Uh, TJ, Merry Christmas, man. Jason uh, Snags, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to drop the troll phone number. Uh, don't forget the ham. Uh, I think that's what my wife going to be doing. I ain't trying to butcher that. My wife is a much better cook than me. Uh, once again, man, tomorrow, uh, you know, feel free to call in, folks. You know, like I said, I'm having some bad connection right now because it's raining out here. So, Jerry, I do apologize. I, I got your message. It definitely is me because I've seen like my signal go out in the process of me talking to Cardell. So, I don't want to, like I said, disrespect anybody. I want to make sure that people get their voice in. I want to make sure that they, uh, you know, I mean, they get their little spill in, so I'm definitely going to do a pregame. Feel free to call in tomorrow. Give me your prediction scores. If you don't have to tell me tonight, you know, you can tell me tomorrow. You can call in. I'm looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Uh, but thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Shouts out to you and your family. May you all be blessed, be safe, be happy, be healthy, and uh, look for the pregame show the state uh the state of the saints podcast will probably kick off like around one about 1 p.m uh yeah about 1 p.m uh eastern time 1 p.m eastern time uh to get you all ready uh for the saints versus minnesota vikings game so come on back 
uh, tomorrow. I would love to hear from you. Love to hear the predictions. And uh, you all take care. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Follow yours truly on Twitter, at State of Saints. That's at State of Saints. And on Instagram, at Jones underscore. Till next time, all I got to say is Merry Christmas.